0: Hello. God damn it. I thought you were gonna start this one off. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nailing it right off the bat. <laughs> Literally 20 seconds in and we've already fucked up, but we're not re-recording it because I have no. shit to do today. Because fuck-ups are endearing as shit. That's right, that's how you know we're people. Yes. But nothing welcome to another episode of Xtreme. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And this is the podcast yes, where, we yes, where we dig, dig deep, deep on your very, favorite very games. games. There's that echo yeah. again. I don't know what's happening. The echo is just—it's crazy. It just happens sometimes. I know it's very not endearing. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, I just, I just calls him like a season. <laughs> but welcome to another episode. We are still playing through Hyperlight Drifter. I have a little more energy right now because I trust that my new dog will not freak the fuck out. Rough. Because she is sleeping behind me. How is Bubbles? Bubbles is great and I love her and she has won and she is three days accident free. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that up. is a win. That's a win in my book. <laughs> we have one of those signs up like in, in, in like uh, factories that says this many yeah. days since accident. Exactly. And just like, yes, put on the three. (laughs) And I'm really hoping we don't have to pull that down to zero. But yeah, if I sound a little tired, that's why. Because one-year-old dogs are a handful. Yeah. But I'm going to get it together for you guys. (sighs) (laughs) Aw, you're so nice, Zach. I'm just a giver. I am a (laughs) giver, like that book, The Giver. I, f- I forgot how that ended. It was it a good ending? It was a bad I ending? I, don't I got remember. it as a gift. <laughs> Somebody gave you the gift. <laughs> that seems like a really shitty present. That's <laughs> like saying, "Hey, it's your birthday. Here's Pride and Prejudice <laughs> on DVD." <laughs> like, uh, oh, I'm never gonna. Why? Yeah, <laughs> never gonna watch this. It's Here's just, Schindler's why. Place. <laughs> Here's me masturbating for seven hours straight <laughs> without staring away, unblinking <laughs> enjoy. Yes. On that note Beautiful view. On that note, I need to, we need to take a break. Yeah. And we need to collect ourselves before we jump into this. So, so break time? What? Go ahead? Huh? Huh?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, are you doing your Tim Allen impression <laughs> uh. <laughs> alright we gotta stop before we devolve into grunts break time hey. Yes! That was a beautiful break. I feel refreshed. <laughs> so refreshed. And, like, I totally didn't forget to do something. <laughs> no. No, I did Now we could go, we could play the game. Yes. I was not just reminded that I forgot to do something in the beginning, <laughs> but don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> we're we're all good here in this hood. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about the, the game. Is so, yep. that a good idea? Do you agree?
1: Yeah, so... We just did the uh, East Quadrant last time,
0: right? Yes, thank you. We finished off the East Quadrant last episode, and now we're moving south, because never eat soggy waffles. Yes. So, let's do it. We're running south, and immediately as we go down there, there's some new environmental storytelling that I want to just kind of point out. Cool. So, there's ruins of high-rise buildings everywhere. Um, The high-rise buildings we hadn't really seen before. I mean, granted, it's still an isometric game, so the high-rise buildings don't go that high, but you could tell they're like yeah. a condo building kind of thing. Yeah, like, they they use perspective. Yeah, and also the piles of bodies near the condo buildings kind of make me assume <laughs> it was a residential area at some point. <laughs> yeah. At some point. I don't remember when. I'm not a bonologist. I can't, I can't tell how long ago those bones are died. You just gotta taste them. <laughs> yeah, is that how you do it? Yeah, go up and bite them. Yeah. (laughs) It's like when you... Suck the the bone marrow out. (laughs) That's what I do when I try to tell how old trees are. I just take a big (laughs) bite out of the bark, and I'm like, this tree is 12 years old! It's aged. (laughs) It's an aged bark. Aged maple. (laughs) (laughs) It tastes a little smoky. Maybe it's 13. (laughs) But yes, and then as you go through, there's another piece of environmental story. There's some guns that look like anti-air guns or mortars or something that are covered in moss. So again, just reinforcing the fact that some epic war happened before, probably fighting off the Titans. Yeah. Um,
1: I could imagine Titans being involved
0: in the past. I would agree, considering they are ex-Titans at this point. (laughs) Uh, But there's a minor dichotomy I wanted to call out. There's um, just something that I've noticed... As we're going through the game here, um, you restore mm. gun ammo by breaking stuff, right? Right. And then the skeleton corpses can be broken. So, destroying skeleton corpses helps you restore ammo? Does it? Yes. By virtue of it cool. being something you can break.
1: Yeah. It just
0: seems a bit weird. You know? Like a bit it's of a dichotomy.
1: It's like, kind of just like warming up your sword,
0: or whatever, I don't know. It's like, yeah, have you ever played this game, No More Heroes? No. Okay, I would suggest you play it at some point, but the only reason I bring it up is because you, you're warming up this sort of thing kind of got me thinking, there's a point where you have a beam saber, and to charge mm-hmm. the beam saber, you have to shake the handle very vigorously. <laughs> that just kind of reminded me of that. It's a good game, I check yeah. it out. I are you nice but yeah it's cool. just some weird dichotomy like, there they have the skeletons clearly the traveler doesn't give a shit about these dead bodies because he'll just i mean by virtue of you being the traveler and being rewarded for breaking stuff then you why wouldn't you break them exactly it's like the game is telling you that it's totally cool
1: break these skeleton bones
0: yeah right break the skeleton bones that's moral don't say, to tell don't, s- to what don't use it for science no it's good moral for children put it on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> same skeleton bones <laughs> um but jo- oh um joey yeah what we have a Is, bit of a problem what I don't think. What's going on here? There's, there's some barricades. That barricades? I can't get past. What? I don't think we can go south what? yet.
1: What is happening?
0: Ugh. Yeah. You see? Um, see those three poles that are in the way? Yeah. I don't think we can go any further. Well, that didn't work. Okay, well, change your plan! We're going west! Go west! West it is! Life is peaceful there so much open air in the west <laughs> So yes, we got I guess we got to go west cuz south is gated off for right now. So, we'll be moving I guess it's like the west. the main boss, final
1: boss or something is in the south or something.
0: Spoiler I alert, I haven't even gotten there yet. Uh, just a conjecture. All right, conject away. Conject away. <laughs> That's like something your dentist would tell you not to do. Dude, yeah. conject <laughs> yeah. away. No, get that conject away. The new uh, stain remover teeth toothpaste. <laughs> conject get away. Get that conject away. Five out of five dentists say, get that conject away. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, we're moving west. And yes. uh, another, m- some uh, more environmental storytelling as we enter the western area, similar to the south. Um, except instead of those mortars, anti air guns, they're like these cycloptic robots, actually. Yeah. You saw those? Yeah. So they have them kind of they're spread like around the area. Similar, but different. Yeah, it's the same, I would assume, the same kind of idea, same concept for mm-hmm. the storytelling perspective. Again, just another faction of the war against the Titans here. Um, yeah. But I guess the people of the West instead of having conventional weaponry, had cycloptic mobile armor? (laughs) They had, like, fucking miniature Gundams, apparently. Yeah. That's intense. I'm curious to check this area out. This is an intense game. It is. It's very dark. And speaking of dark, even in some of the robot husks, there are just dead Uh, bodies hanging out of them. (laughs) Yeah. You know, a family game. Just like, this like, good tourist stuff, you know. Yeah, it's great tourism. I'm pretty sure our tourist friends are loving tourism. it. We'll check in with them before we go on break. Mm-hmm. But um, we basically, as we're moving through here, we enter via what looks to be like some a bridge with some evil raccoon statues. I'm not sure. Yeah. Do you? What did you get that? Oh, I'll. I'll, I'll... They'll say they're raccoons. I think they're raccoon statues. But, uh, I mean, again, it just gets us more curious to see what this area is all about because the previous area in the east had another religious connotation uh, yeah. kind of strewed throughout the entirety of the ruins. So maybe this was a society based heavily on religion. Could be. I don't know. we got to figure that out as we move through here. But, again, more conjecture for us to keep in the back of our minds because of this environmental storytelling. Mm -hmm. and what a beautiful environmental storytelling it is. Um, A quick little side note, which I'm just going to say, because it's something I haven't seen before, there's an incredibly short dungeon. Yeah. By incredibly short, (laughs) I mean it's one screen. That first one. Yeah. It's just, it's hidden away. Um, Yeah. Kind of... You could miss it. You could easily miss it. That's the thing. I think the challenge in that dungeon is just finding it in the first place. Right.
1: So it's like a a huge like payoff to exploration there.
0: Exactly. Cuz the whole game up to this point is still rewarding you for exploring. So yeah. this is probably one of the pinnacles of your exploration. Yeah. Uh finding right. one of the four energy cells in this area. Yeah. Um
1: it doesn't just reward you, it punishes you if you don't explore this time. Exactly. So
0: even more so on that. If you haven't even been exploring and like up to this point, um you wouldn't be able to find this. Yeah. So by virtue of having it hidden like that, it is again reinforcing that element of exploration being an integral part of the gaming experience for Hyperlight Drifter. Yes. Um but yeah, I, another thing, just to kind of hop onto that, the series of explanation, it doesn't just throw the area at you as well. Like, it doesn't just say, like, hey, go nuts and explore around even. It actually makes a, con- mm-hmm. like a, a conscious effort to tell you where to go uh, because of the one-eyed ravens that are actually kind of on the path to it. Uh-huh. Um, there are these cycloptic ravens and i'm kind of getting a vibe of one eye in this (laughs) western area um but as you move through and move towards the very short dungeon you keep seeing the same raven yeah so it kind of moves you to keep like checking like hey what's with the ravens um and then you see (laughs) another raven like on your periphery you're like oh i'll go over there now yeah. And then by just following it. It's good. It's a subtle hint. And then if you just kind of yeah. catch on to that hint, you'll end up finding the dungeon anyway. So yeah. even more so on top of the exploration, they're basically saying, like, look, we get it. There's also, like, this little marker. If you catch on to that, this is, like, that something's going on here. Maybe you want to check it out. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really good way of conveying uh, the information. Yeah, awesome. that conveying the concept of exploration, which is very right. interesting because a lot of the times they don't do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we move through here, um, so after we've finished up the dungeon, you end up running into another one of those travelers that is obligatory in each of these areas and tells yep, you of the boss. That way. hmm yep. And he seems to be like some kind of giant ice monster or it's covered in crystal or something.
1: Yeah, it seems like a theme here. Yeah,
0: I'm, as you. Uh, I thought it was ice initially, but as you move through the area, my opinion shifted to crystal pretty fast. <laughs> um, but as you. Yeah, so he tells you where that area is, and then you kind of go on doing what you normally do you're going and exploring. So I don't want to keep boring you with the exact same points, so I'm just going to do yeah. highlights of changes that I've noticed that are distinct to this area. That sound fair? Yeah, because it's kind of the, it's kind of like similar to the other areas in format. Exactly. So I think just kind of hitting the highlights of what's different between this area and the others seems fair, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So first thing I noticed is there's a heavy inspiration uh, from Legend of Zelda, the uh, link to the past again, the Lost Woods yeah. area. Yeah. 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 Like with all the trees and the like paths that you can take. Only difference is that it's a little actually more well lit in Hyperlight Drifter than it was in Legend of Zelda. <laughs> but the same concept. I mean, you're still exploring around a wooded area in an isometric kind of way where there are enemies all around. And you kind of have to navigate to find the exit. Yeah. Um, they even have a little homage to one of the dungeons, or the outside of a dungeon, I think, in that area. Where they yeah. actually have the. Uh, they have a Titan head kind of buried in the ground. Yeah. Um, and you actually have to walk through it to keep, you know, progressing. Right. Um, that, I think, actually was a little homage to one of the dungeons in uh, that area <clears throat> where in the. Uh, I forgot the name of the palace, but in the. In, uh... Legends of Zelda. In, uh, yeah, in Link to the Past. It's one of the mm-hmm. underground dungeons in the forest, but there's a lot of bone structures on the in the forest that you walk around mm. in that isn't really from anything in particular, or at least the game doesn't explicitly say it's from this in particular. It's just kind of, you know, there to be there because it looks menacing and right. its bones. But <laughs> you walk through a set of, like, skelet- like skeletal heads... And some rib cages in there. I think that might have been a little homage to that. Nice. Um, I'm gonna, in the break. I'm actually going to look up what the name of the uh, the dungeon was. But uh, cool. I thought that was pretty cool. And actually, on the point about the Titan, um, this is the first look that we've gotten like up close to a Titan's face. Yeah, and true. it looks to be like made of bone or rock or something. I can't quite tell. Yeah. or like metal I like maybe I don't know I don't know it didn't look very metalish to me so I'm wondering yeah. if it was maybe like a being of flesh or something like the titans were like yeah well, I don't want to say human but um you know like bipedal right like huge
1: skull kind of thing yeah
0: um and they look to have had four eyes based on the skull yeah um that was weird and the indentation and human teeth scary yeah it's kind of odd um but as we move through again uh there's jackalopes in this area (laughs) i wrote that down because maybe we wanted to talk about it and i was really debating whether i bring it up at all but here we are (laughs) so you're welcome because we dig deep for you (laughs) yeah we even talk about shit that's probably not relevant um but sometimes there seems to be deal Something I just noticed in this area in particular, kind of hammered at home, uh, sometimes there's no significant reward to random battles that you're put into. Yeah, no. Like, there's this large-scale fight in the forest with, like, 10 or 12 of these goblin things. Um, your reward is not dying. Your, exactly! Your reward is getting <laughs> a health pack, which you probably use to not die! Yeah. So you're just back to zero. So like, what was the point of that? Usually there should be some kind of, from what I be- I believe, there should be some kind of reward that fits the challenge for a specific right. obstacle. Yeah. If the, if if what they're going for is that, hey, this is a post-apocalyptic world where you know, there is no real reward here, and your reward is just surviving, then fair enough. You know what? Now that I think about it, I've convinced myself, and that makes sense now. You know what? Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta think it out, out loud. Yeah. You just gotta say it. So yeah, sometimes <laughs> just kind of understanding from that, because I, was th- I wasn't thinking from the environmental perspective. From the environmental perspective of the storytelling And the theme that they're going for, if they're going Mm -hmm. for this, like, hey, this is a desolate shitty world where all you really need to do is survive, then that kind of makes sense that the reward would be, you know, a health pack. (laughs) (laughs) Surviving. So that's, that's actually, never mind. I I take back my negative tone in the initial phase there. Alright, that's fair. Sorry, sorry, Heart Machine. You, you you, good, we good, don't worry, we good. Um, but as we move through, there's another piece of environmental storytelling in this forest area. There's a little secret area with a wheelbarrow and a well. Yeah. And that's it. What does it do? Nothing. It <laughs> as far as I <laughs> saw, nothing. Because you can't slash it, and you can't shoot it, you can't interact with it. So, you just kind of got to uh, infer that something happened here? I guess? I don't know. It just. If anyone knows, if anyone knows let us know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let us know. Send us an email at it's at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-A-M at gmail.com. <sighs> uh, yes. Uh, fantastic news. Um, <laughs> you mind taking it, uh, it over for a sec while I take a sip of my coffee? Sure thing. Yeah, we're in the forest. Um, Super, way to go. Um, yeah. let's talk a little There's bit about... There's an elevator. Right, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, there is an elevator, but I'll get to that in about two shakes of a... What was the name of the phrase? Oh, God, I'm already forgetting it. It's because it's such a useless, stupid phrase. Two shakes of a duck's back or something? What? I don't know, it makes no sense. Um... There's something good I wanted to um, kind of point out, actually, in the in this area again, forested area. It's a good design choice that I wanted to call out. Um, while you're underneath trees, you can still see your outline. Yeah. So your shadow is visible. So at the very least, you're not super lost or unable to know where to go. Right. You can at least see where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a good design I choice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll
1: make a lot less... And I like that they block some of the vision sometimes, too. It just, like, adds a, like, realness to it, I guess.
0: Yeah, it adds a layer of difficulty to it, because, you mean, if yeah. it was just like, oh, here's where you need to go, and it's like, okay, cool, then why did we even have trees in here and not at all? Yeah. Like, what was the point <laughs> of that? No, because if you put trees, things have to exist for a reason in a video game. It doesn't make sense to not. That's true. But If it's a good game. If it's a good game, you're right. That's a good point. A lot of bad games <laughs> put in stuff just to put it in. Um, yeah. But as we move through here, a new enemy was introduced, a green crystalline lion. Um, yes. But it's just a palette swap of the wolves from the, yeah. from the northern area. Yeah, it's
1: the same... It's basically the same enemy.
0: Yeah, the AI acts the exact same. They kind of just rush you, and that's it. So They take, like, two hits or whatever. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. It's just... It looks a little different. Um, yeah. As we move through, though... Uh, yeah, again, to reinforce this whole connection to The Legend of Zelda, you actually walk through the ribs of the Titan. <sighs> so... Yeah. If there was any doubt before, perish the doubt. Because this is clearly a reference to that dungeon. Um, and another piece of environmental storytelling pretty soon after, some of these crystals actually regenerate um, after you mm-hmm. after you destroy them, uh, which was yeah, that's... pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's cool. And, like, if you're... I mean, there's already so much stuff you could break. In this area, mm-hmm. I
0: feel. Yeah. But if, like, you need more. Exactly. It's like... It also makes for some very interesting dungeon designs that you can work with to right. have, like, a regenerating obstacle. Yeah, yeah. Because it adds, like, a timed element to platforming or a timed element to combat or things like that where you may need to manage... These regenerating crystals while at the same time dealing with platforms or dealing with enemies or dealing with environmental hazards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I. Huh. I actually just lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> we were talking about crystals. That we were. Uh, but actually, I think we should take a break. Actually, according to my All notes, right. it says break time. Wow, actually,
1: so organized.
0: It actually does not say break time, but I looked at the timer and I looked at how many notes I have left for this, for this episode, and we should probably break it here, so we have something to talk <laughs> about for the second half. <laughs> do we, but do, do right. we want to check in on our, our traveling peoples? How are they doing? Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe we have, like, a transition yeah. noise that Paul could put in. Ooh. Oh, I... I'm a big fan of this uh, this area. It's so pretty. Can, do, you oh, can, yes. do you think I can? you think I can break a off nice. a little piece of the of that out over there and take it home to to my that's daughter? A, that's a nice
1: crystal. I, it's Ooh. it's very shiny.
0: May I remind you, please keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle. and love
1: them. All the crystals will try and try to happy that
0: hey oh, Hi, I really like this crystals. it's so nice I'm gonna just I yes. hope she doesn't mind I'm just gonna I'm gonna take off a little bit right there and reach my hand yes. in and that's oh 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 my arm's oh, stuck no my arm is stuck oh, no. my arm is stuck I. I'll oh help you. okay what are
1: you doing uh, no wait where are you have a yeah, hammer That's. A- Bad, bad... Where did you...
0: Where did you get the hammer? No, no! No, 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 no! no. You got some really good skill with the uh, with the hammer. You chiseled me out. Yeah, you chiseled my arm out, and it's perfectly fine. And now I have the crystal for my granddaughter. Oh, it's good. guys gonna love it. Why is your voice always so creepy, dear? Transition! Welcome back, everybody! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I have no idea what just happened. I blacked out for a minute. But yes, we're back, and we're gonna keep going here on the western area. Um, let's talk about where we left off. So, we were saying that the crystals regenerated, which is a fantastic new uh, element to put in this area. Um, yeah. On top of new elements, we have new enemies. Um, That's true. We have what I'm calling phasers.
1: Phasers, the one that, like, uh, dash at they you? They dash
0: right? at you, and whenever you hit them, they seem to kind of ripple in and out of, of reality. Yeah. yeah Which seems a bit odd.
1: Kind of like reality is a computer <gasps>
0: software. <gasps> Paul put in an appropriate sound effect for this mind blowing moment! Nice. <laughs> I appreciate that you did it twice. <laughs> um. Oh, Zach. Oh, uh, it's not me. It's Paul. Um. So let's. Yeah. It's very interesting. I, I. From this, it's the first enemy that kind of interacts that way with the environment, or whenever you get hit, mm-hmm. or whenever it hits you. Yeah. Um. It, it phases in and out of, ex- of existence. Is that some... Yeah. I'm wondering if that's part of the environmental storytelling to say, like, maybe these people don't yeah. exist. <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they're enemies of your own making. Ooh, yeah. And there's, like...
1: Um, sometimes when you hit them, like, the whole screen kind of flashes with like, a grid or something, you know? Yeah,
0: maybe... I mean, the whole arc so far of the story seems to be, like, a personal journey... For the traveler to kind of deal with the darkness or whatever, so yeah, maybe maybe it's just like a metaphor
1: for his like issues. It could be maybe maybe <laughs> he's just
0: making this all up in his head, and just yeah. these are just figments of his imagination. Well, I don't know, but uh, that is way deep. It's maybe too deep, but we'll figure that out as we dive through here and kind of piece this all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we keep going through this area honestly another like bombshell kind of hits you and it's like like are we the good guy in this game just something that kind of hit me pretty like hard i I don't know if we're the good guy in this game
1: that's an interesting question because you have no idea
0: yeah i don't know there's no idea like i don't think anybody except for maybe the titans are implicitly evil Right. But, like, they, I mean... It seems like we're against them. Y- yeah, but, like, I don't know if we're good. Because, we're yes, we're helping out the people who have had issues, like, being oppressed or being, like, torn down by other, like, fanatical figures. But, like, are we doing that out of the goodness of our hearts? Or are we doing that to open up the portal? Right. Like, I... I don't, I don't know but another but just one thing that kind of hit me here is like are we supposed to be good um, cause a lot of these some of these enemies that we've seen just kind of be seem to minding their own business and without any worry of, about us until we actually come up to them um and even the game sets up some scenarios for the player to actually just be a huge dick to these enemies that are just minding their <laughs> own business and like When I say minding their own business, I don't mean they're just wandering around waiting for you to come to them. Like, some of them are actually just sitting down, doing nothing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, I guess it's normal for this kind of game.
0: Kind of, but, like, if you think, like, to Legend of Zelda again, um, they don't just have enemies that kind of just chill. They're always, like, on alert, you know? They're always patrolling or something like that. This game has enemies that Uh are just literally, like, sitting on the ground doing nothing. or like twiddling their fingers yeah. or talking to another. And there's so many of them. Exactly. Um, but the specific scenario that made me think about this is um, in this area, there's a situation where the game sets you up to be a huge dick because uh, there's a goblin surrounded by explosives literally just minding its own business. So you <laughs> could just move on by and do nothing. There's nothing over there. There's no reason for you to have to go over and kill the, the goblin. It's just set up so that you as the player see that is an enemy. This is an exploding box of barrels. What are you going to do? let
1: explode something.
0: Like, it's setting you up to be the bad guy, almost. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Yeah. I I just... A, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I just it's kind of an interesting thought to be like, hey, are we actually doing this out of the goodness of our heart? Are we doing this because we have to? Or, like, are we just implicitly a dick and we don't really know? Like, I don't know. Or maybe, like...
1: Yeah.
0: Or maybe it's meant to make you, the player, think about how you interact. Because, I mean...
1: Yeah, maybe you're just
0: Maybe a dick. you're just a dick. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I blew up the goblin because... I've been told by the game that I should. Yeah. But then again, if I learn anything from games like Bioshock, maybe I shouldn't always pay attention to cues by the game.
1: <laughs> maybe if you don't explode it, it'll like come after you
0: later. That's true. It could be even worse. So that that's again the thing. So it's uh, all about perspective and it's all about just kind of how you feel you should be playing the game. So, again, not judging one way or the other, but it's just an interesting thought experiment to kind of put into the broader context of this game. Cool. Yeah, right? I thought so.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, But as we move through here, um, we mentioned these crystals regenerating, but now they're actually being set up to be traps for you. Yes. Uh, Motion-activated crystal defense barricades seems like pretty
1: obvious that they would do that yeah
0: right once you realize that the crystals regenerate it's like well maybe they set up some that regenerate very fast if you go over them Uh um so now they're setting you up again they did a pretty good job of conveying this in a safe environment kind of like an action platformer would where they give you a solid area to practice in with no real enemies and then they as you move through the area you get more and more exposure to this um, in more perilous situations. Indeed. So, again, good use of conveyance, team. Well, high five. Nice. Good. <laughs> We're
1: not in the same room this time, so it didn't work as well. No, not as much, but... You, you got it. You got the I
0: think paintbrush. it was close. Yeah. Um, but as we move through again, there's more environmental storytelling um, of some guards that are encased in crystals. Um, again, yes. these guards are blue, like you. So, just, ah. again, another thing to keep in mind. Maybe you are from here. Oh. Um. Rebelling. I don't know. We gotta figure that out. Uh, but after destroying a it's an interesting thing, though. After destroying a crystal with one of them in it, it doesn't free mm. the, the person. In fact, it destroys them. But. Yeah. But it doesn't actually destroy them because the crystal regenerates and then they're just in it again. Yeah. Like. It, they're like one with the crystal. It's weird, yeah. It's like they haven't been so much captured by the crystal as they've been like absorbed by the crystal. Like. What's the word?
1: Okay, absorbed. Yeah,
0: you agree with me there? <laughs> yeah. I think absorbed would be a good, a good word for it because they're just. They're not... Possessed. Ooh, possessed maybe. Oh, maybe, yeah, but I mean... Regardless, they're definitely not trapped by the crystal. Right. So it's interesting, because the crystal can also freeze you too if you actually break a crystal and stand in the middle of it while it's regenerating. Mm -hmm. But you don't get caught in it. You can escape it. Uh
1: Maybe, like, we're just stronger than these stupid... Actually,
0: that's a good point to bring up, actually. It's a good segue into the lore, actually, of the area that we run into. Uh, One of the guards, I guess, who was freed from the crystal. Um, So let me break down the three panels of what I got from it, uh, from the lore. So the inhabitants fired crystal ray guns at uh, at a titan that seemed to be on fire for some reason. (laughs) Um, it killed the Titan, but it also crystallized everyone else. Uh, but the one that you're talking to was able to break free and escape from the crystal. Okay. So it's interesting. Um, so maybe there are others that can escape, but maybe for the most part, the average guard could not. And then they've they've been trapped in there for so long that they can no longer escape that makes sense, I guess because I mean if one of them got to got was able to escape, it maybe it's a time sensitive thing where if you escape within a certain time frame, then you're fine, but if not, you just become mm-hmm. the crystal right So maybe that that's how you
1: ended up escaping. yeah, if you're like unconscious and then you the crystal grows, you could just like be in exactly.
0: It. so it's another again. This whole section so far, a lot of the stuff I know we've been talking about has been environmental storytelling, but that's kind of what really differentiates this area from the rest because if I just started talking about the exact same things, they do have a lot of carryover themes, like like a lot of volumetric fight, like a volumetric uh, difficulty increases for the battle systems. There's a lot of the, again, exploratory areas um a lot of these gauntlet areas so there's a lot of consistent themes we don't want to keep boring you with that so yeah a lot of the new stuff does tend to be environmental storytelling but i think that's the more yeah. i think that's pretty much the more interesting part honestly
1: yeah i agree like the other parts are like standard gaming stuff you know? yeah like
0: it's fun to play but it's more yeah. fun to talk about the storytelling
1: Right, that's what like sets this game apart from other games. Yeah, it's
0: the mystery. It's not knowing what's gonna happen next. Yeah. Um. And speaking of which, I think speaking of that, why oh a transition into done? I don't know. I we're, What's happening next? Who knows? Who knows? But this is all. Not this, us. this is the end of my notes for this episode. This is. <laughs> no one knows Jesus Christ we're 70 going to happen we're 70 episodes in and we're still Yo. bad at
1: this <laughs> <laughs> or are we so good at it
0: that it it's this <laughs> thank you that, that that actually bros my spirits at least twofold now I feel a lot better good so thank you guys for joining us um, on another episode of Xtreme. Again, if you want to reach out to us, there's a million different ways. But the easiest way to remember is literally going to Google and then all one word typing in It's the Xtreme. That's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-A-M. Um yes. type that into Google and we are the only result. You'll find you our Twitter. Our us.
1: Facebook. Yes. Our Instagram. Yes.
0: Our Twitter. Our Twitter. Yeah. You'll find all of it. The only thing you won't find there is our email, but that's the thing. same thing. It's the extreme it's also at the gmail. gmail.com. Just copy what you put in the Google search, put it in an email, and send it off to us and tell us how good and or bad we are. It's so easy. It's 123 easy.
2: <laughs>
0: God damn it, that was so corny. <laughs> but I want to thank again our network, Never Sleeps Network. Thank you again for hosting us. Um, go check out all their amazing yes. shows. We've got Vesta Friends. we got Talking Wrestling, Speech Bubble, and the new podcast of uh, Very Smart People. Hosted by Steve Patterson, yes. who is a very, very cool guy. Um, I wish to... Like him on Facebook. Yeah, go like him. He's got some very interesting tweets so far that I've seen, uh, and the podcast seems to be doing very well so far. So check him out. Give him some, give him some love. Other than that, am I forgetting anything... Um, did you
1: forget to write it down? Probably.
0: I forget to write down a lot of things. I forgot to write down that I should get milk. (laughs) Yo, same. (laughs) But yes. Don't forget to write it down. And I gotta go take care of my doggo. But I I love you all platonically. Yeah? (laughs) Okay, goodbye.
1: See you next time. It's the extreme. Oh, yeah. It's Never sleeps
0: network.